Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. The story that Peter and John that we talked about last week with, with, the, with the crippled man. Very important story, and uh, you know we, we, we dove really deep into it, but it continues on in, in, the, in the fourth chapter. You know, it, in a, uh, you know, Peter goes into this very long sermon, if you will, uh, about Jesus and how they, the leaders crucified him and how he rose up from the dead. And, and he gives this great, great sermon. They get drugged before the council. And one of the most coolest things about that is the guy that they healed is there with him, them. It, you know, he, he's, it says there at one point, it says, it says and, the, and the man that they healed was standing next to them. So, like, remember we talked about last week that he didn't really want to let them go, that he didn't really want to, you know, take his hands off of them. Even when they were put before the council and bad things could happen, this is the same council that crucified Jesus, condemned Jesus, same group of leaders. This man didn't want to leave Peter and John because of the community he was now into. You know, after 40 years being introduced into a community, can you imagine the relief and the excitement? But as I was thinking about all that, there's, we'll dive in, into this, that particular story for the, for the next two weeks. But in that story, there's something that's talked about that I think every follower of Jesus, every disciple of Jesus, every son and daughter of God, it's a trait that is exhibited that we actually need in order to exist in the wild and make disciples that make disciples in the wild. But I think it's a trait that's often, I think, misunderstood in my book. And it's the trait of boldness. Because I don't think boldness in the biblical sense is a, is, is, is a personality trait. I don't believe people are born bold. And I actually don't think you can teach someone how to be bold. I don't think I can teach any of you how to be bold. All I can do is show you Jesus. All that we can do together is show each other Jesus. Because boldness is not a personality trait, although the dictionary describes it like this. To be daring, to be brave, to be fearless. This is so not me. So maybe we think that boldness is just for someone who is really super spiritual... Only, you know, they're so connected to God, of course they're bold. And then somehow we equate it to, well, being bold is all about witnessing to people. Sharing the gospel. Yes, it is. But boldness is so much more than that. And in this story... 
Although it mentions the boldness of Peter and John. I don't believe the point is about their boldness. I think it's something much more deeper than that. I hope I can... You know, the word has a definition of, of boldness. And it's found in Proverbs 28.1. The wicked flee when no one pursues. But the righteous is as bold as a lion. The Hebrew meaning for wicked means to be morally wrong. The Hebrew for flee means to run away, to vanish. The righteous in the Hebrew means to be morally right, to be lawful. And the, word, and the Hebrew word for bold means to be confident, secure, sure, to have trust in someone. So the boldness of a lion is compared to... A follower of God. And to understand, I think, this comparison, I think we need to really kind of understand what a lion can do. An African male lion is over 400 pounds. And it's four feet high at the shoulder. Has enormous fangs, incredibly powerful necks. Their forelimbs and their claws, they allow them uh, to hunt much larger prey. They can regularly take down 600-pound-plus zebras and 1,300-pound cape buffaloes. And if they're hungry enough, they will take on an elephant. Incredibly, incredibly powerful beast. But the one thing that a lion knows about itself... See, a lion is afraid of almost nothing, and there's no, they don't have any natural predators. Lions don't. Because they know that there's a lion inside of them. They're secure in who they are, what God created them to be. And that's what we're compared to in the Word. But it's not because we're powerful. But because we have a lion inside of us, the lion of Judah, who has made us what? Righteous. So we can be powerful as a lion. See, the wicked, the wicked run away because they have no foundation to stand on. They don't have anyone that stands with them. But we do. So boldness is not about being brave or courageous, although it is. It's about who we're with or who is inside of us. Boldness is more about relationship than it is a character trait. So when we believe what the word says about who we are in Christ, we're righteous, we're forgiven because of his death and resurrection, we become bold. We are motivated to pray bold, to live bold, to speak up for him. Because boldness is all about relationship. But I believe even in this story that we're going to get into, boldness is not the goal. Jesus is the goal. Abiding with Jesus. Staying with Jesus. 
Walking with Jesus in his way, in his truth, in his life. Boldness comes from that relationship. So we're not really supposed to be seeking boldness. We're supposed to be seeking him. And boldness comes from that relationship. And as we grow closer and closer and deeper and deeper in relationship with him, more and more boldness comes from us. That makes sense so far? Craig Groeschel, he's the pastor of Life Church, and he says this about boldness. He says, boldness is behavior born out of belief. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. So what you believe often dictates how you conduct yourself, how you live your life, how you walk through the wild. What you believe about God, about your relationship with God. Do you believe that there's a lion inside of you who has made you righteous, who has made you pure, who continues to work on your heart and your character and your mind and your spirit in order so that it becomes more and more free? And I'm going to tell you, free people are very dangerous people. Not dangerous to other people. Dangerous to the, to the fake lion that roams around this world. Remember, the, the word says that, you know, <laughs> the enemy roars like a lion. They say, he is a lion. He's a fake lion. We have the lion of Judah in us that enables us to go into the world and be bold. And here's the thing. Although boldness can mean to be you know, brave and courageous, and it can mean to be, I think we can get this picture that, that a person who is outspoken, a, a person that has an A-type personality, a person who uh, is uh, extrovert, they're bold people. Yes and no. For me, and for what I think scriptures teach us, a biblical boldness is mostly about our faith. So when trials come, struggles come, disease comes, illness comes, sorrow comes, grief comes, really sucky times come, our faith remains strong in God. That's bold. You see, you've known this in your own life when you've been going through things and you've been going through difficult times and someone will come up to you and say to you what? I don't know how you're doing this. That's when boldness comes. It says, oh, I can't do this. But God in me can. It's my faith that keeps me so. I don't know you know, how many times over the past two years I've told people that it's my faith that has kept me. It's my faith. Knowing that God is good, it gives me a boldness to speak about it because I know the lion that's inside of me. So it's not a character trait that I can just drum up when I need it. It's not because I speak loud and I usually make the most noise of everybody. I know that. It doesn't mean I'm bold. But boldness is more about relationship and our faith with Jesus. 
than just being outspoken. Although it does demonstrate in that I'm not, there are times when we need to speak up. There's times when we need to, to, to say something is wrong. There, is, there are times when we need to, 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 to lend our voice to someone else in distress so that they they're, feel like they're part of a community again. Speak up for the, um, the disenfranchised. Like Paul and John, uh, Peter and John did for this crippled man. Their boldness was noticed by the religious power. So there's, there's always, there's a lot of ways that boldness comes out, but if, if we're not bold in our faith, secure in our relationship with Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter how loud we are. It doesn't matter how much noise we make. Boldness comes in demonstrating our faith in a God who loves us, who cares for us, who takes care of us, who, who, who supplies all that we need and more. Even in times of great hardship, heartache. To still speak about his goodness, to still proclaim his goodness, is bold. Extremely bold. Chapter 4, verse 13, it says, Now when they have seen the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they had recognized that they had been with Jesus. The Greek word here for boldness means to be, have freedom in speaking, to be unreserved in speech, all out, not holding back, to speak with frankness and assurance in the words spoken. The Greek word here for astonishment is incredible. It means to be to wonder, but by implement, uh, <clears throat> but it also means that that what your what your your mind is blown about, you're also admiring. So although these religious leaders were upset with with what John and, and Peter were talking about and what they were doing. And they were astonished because they were uh, uneducated men. And basically that word means idiot. These were religious idiots speaking. But there was something they admired. As well. But the thing that they recognized, the thing that they saw, the thing that they heard. Oh, those guys. They must have been with Jesus. Because that's what Jesus would do. Jesus would go up to the people that were unclean and, and untouchable. Not only touch them, but bring them into community. Jesus did those kind of things. Jesus spoke that way. Jesus lived that way. Jesus taught that way. Jesus acted that way. Oh, they had to bed with Jesus. It wasn't so much the boldness that they saw. They saw Jesus, who lived a very bold life. See this? See this? 
They weren't impressed by their background or their credentials because they didn't have any. But they had been with Jesus. The word, the Greek word for recognize means to know thoroughly, to perceive who a person is. To know who they resemble. One time, uh, oh, 25 years ago, we were at a playground in the city of Poughkeepsie, and, and uh, I had a Mets jersey and had ha- uh, Howard Johnson's name on the back. Howard Johnson was a third baseman for the New York Mets. And at that time, Howard Johnson and I shared some recognizable features. We were both bald and had red beards. He was a much better baseball player than I was. But we were in the playground with the kids and they were just another family. They were looking at us and looking at me and doing double takes and saw the jersey and they came up to me and said, uh, are you Howard Johnson? And of course I said, yes. Yes, I am. And they said, could you sign a ball? I go, yeah, of course I will. And I signed the ball, but I signed it, Jake Cookingham. They go, I go, I'm not really Howard Johnson. And we had a good laugh, and it was, it was fine, but... We get mistaken sometimes for all kinds of people. We were just talking about the other night, you know, how sometimes, you know, we get, uh, cookie have this thing, we walk into a store and we're not dressed like any of the employees, people will assume that we work there. It's, you know, it's happened to me, it's happened to Sarah, it's happened to other members of the family. It's just for some reason, I don't know what it is. But it got me thinking, you know what, I want to be mistaken for Jesus. Uh, bald white dudes with beards or goatees or we're a dime a dozen. You can see us everywhere. And, and that's why I get mistaken for a lot of people. How do I get mistaken for resembling Jesus? See, I want whatever boldness that I exhibit as, a, as an extrovert or as a, as a person who's confident, I, I don't want people to see my boldness or my confidence. I, I want them to see Jesus. I want people to know that I have been with Jesus. And I want my boldness to be about my faith. Not just the loudness of my personality. And I have a loud personality, and I, and I understand that. I, get, I, I walk into places and, and I get noticed, not because I'm good-looking or tall or anything. It's just because I have a loud personality. I get noticed. But I don't want to get noticed for my personality. I want to get noticed for Jesus living in me. And there's a part of the story here. And I, and I encourage you to read this, the chapter 4 this coming week. Now they have seen the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, basically idiots. That's what that phrase means. They were astonished and they recognized they had been with Jesus. 
But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. Basically, they saw the healed guy next to him and they said, well, you know, there's not much we can argue about here. It is what it is. And they, they were arguing among themselves, what should we do with these men? Not just Peter and John, the healed guy too. So they warned them not to, not to speak anymore. Not to, not to do these things anymore. Verse 19. But Peter and John answered them, whatever is right in the sight of God to listen to you, or, or rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot speak we cannot but speak of what we have seen and what we have heard. And this is where I got stuck this week. This is where I kept on going deeper and deeper and trying to come up for air. This is why I counted a little bit all over the place this morning. For we cannot speak of what we have seen and heard. They're talking about their time with Jesus. The miracles. The hard times. Even the desertion of Jesus. It's all in there. They see Jesus, how he ministered to the untouchable. How he dealt with authority. And here's the thing, that Jesus was not afraid of anything. Jesus wasn't afraid of demons, the enemy, disease, hardship, desertion. He wasn't afraid of any of it. That's the kind of boldness that Jesus lived life with. He spoke out at times. He spoke quietly at times. But his faith in his father's love and his father's plan and of redemption was off the charts. Bold. So I'm thinking about this and I go, what have I seen and what have, have I heard of my relationship with God over the years? And how do I live my life differently because of it? These were the same men that deserted Jesus on the night that he was betrayed. That ran away from him. So that's part of their story too. But these are the men that witnessed the resurrection. And were now filled with the Holy Spirit. And had a whole different way of seeing Jesus. So as you read this chapter this week. Think about that verse. Verse 20. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. What have you seen? And what have you heard all the years that you've been following Jesus? For me, 
I was amazed when I started just to calm, concentrate, dig in to memories and experiences, words that were given over me over the years because I have them all stored someplace uh, written down. Conversations by mentors, people I look up to. Casual remarks by people in the street. What have I seen and what have I heard the Father speak to me all these years? I would like to say that there's probably a theme for all of us. The overall theme for all of us is redemption, of course. For me, my theme, I think that God has continuously spoke to me since the, the days of, you know, of my early walk with him has been this whole thing of sonship. That has been my theme. That I am his son. No matter what happens. No matter what I lose. I can't lose that. But everything that else tries to, to redefine me, only God gets to define me. Who I am. So looking at that, examining that, and and then saying, okay, that has been my theme. How bold am I in living that out? And that's where I am. Where is my boldness in recognizing my theme for my life? There's a lot in this chapter, and this didn't go the way that I had planned it today, but that's okay. They get threatened again after this. They get released. One of the first things they do when they get together with their brothers and sisters, they talk about this, what happened. You know what they pray for? They pray for more boldness. But can we, when we pray for more bonus, can we make it more about knowing him more than just doing random stuff? Thinking that we have to generate some kind of organic energy in order to, I'm going to go out there and stand on the street corner and proclaim Jesus until I get ten souls. Now maybe God will ask you to do that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I don't think this is what this is talking about. And now, Lord, look upon... This is verse 29. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed in the place which they were gathered, was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Boldness is all about Jesus. 
not any kind of character strength or, or, or something that you can work on, drum up, exercise. Boldness has a voice, and the voice is humility. It's humbling ourselves to our Savior, to our Lord, to our Master, to our King. This is what they did. We all have threats. Not the same ones that they were going through. Their lives were threatened. But there's enough voices out there trying to... The enemy will try to tell you that you have no voice. That you have no right to speak out. Or up. Or to someone. He'll do everything in his power to convince you you have no voice. Kind of like it was happening here. Saying you're unqualified. Don't have enough education. Don't have enough ministerial experience. Whatever that is. The only qualification that you need is that you're a son or daughter of Jesus. Of God. The Holy Spirit. The triune God. That's the only qualification you need. Is the only qualification I need. Doesn't matter how good I can speak or how... Eloquent, I can speak. Today is not one of those eloquent days. I do believe that there is a boldness that God wants to release. And I believe that boldness is released with more and more people recognize who you've been with. Boldness doesn't mean you're, you're never afraid. Or you're never worried. Or you're never concerned about things. Boldness means that your faith in God is stronger in spite of those things. And I think the boldness that God wants to release in all of us is just this realization of how much we need him. Because what we boldly become, we boldly come before the throne of grace. Because we know we've been redeemed. Because we know we've been restored. Because we know we're sons and daughters. And sons and daughters can enter the throne room of God with complete assurance of him hearing our prayers. And always answering those prayers out of his goodness. That's where boldness comes from. Our relationship with Jesus. So the closer we get to Jesus, the more bold we become. It's a byproduct of our relationship. And so I do believe Jesus wants to to release more boldness in us. But he's saying, the way that's going to happen is when you get closer to me. So again, I can't teach you how to be bold. All I can do is encourage you to get closer to Jesus. However he's calling you closer. Whatever he's speaking to you are some of the things you're going to speak out of when, you know, this is what I heard today. I heard him say this to me today. Through his word, through creation, through my brothers and sisters, through a song. 
I heard him speak peace to me or love to me or connection to me, whatever it is. So I'm going to speak out of that. What did God show me today? Ah, he showed me beauty today. He showed me beauty in creation. He showed me beauty in... You know, something happened last night that was beautiful. A weary soul came in last night. A soul that was hurting. There were not a lot of people here. But he was ministered to. Not because anyone sat down and gave him the gospel. Just because there was beauty here. See, you guys are beautiful. You can't help it. You got Jesus in you. You're beautiful. Your life is beautiful. Is it perfect and neat and tidy? No. Is mine? No. That's okay. That's where the beauty of Christ shines through. So that a, a weary soul can come into a, 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 a crazy idea like a cafe night. And just listen to some music. Talk to a few people. And the beauty of God was here. And maybe he just took a deeper breath and exhaled a little bit. To me, that's beautiful. We cannot help but speak about the things we've seen and heard. Our stories matter. Our stories are important. What God has done in our lives is huge. The story of Peter and John, guys that had deserted Jesus when he needed them the most, restored back in, not just in ministry, but in relationship, get filled with the Holy Spirit. And all people, they don't see deserters, they see people who have been with Jesus. As if they never left him. I love this about the story that Peter doesn't spend any time about his past. It's all about Jesus. That's why I want you to read the story. There's a lot in there. Hopefully, maybe I'll get to it next week. But there's a lot in there. I know, I got off track. But I just really want to bring this point about boldness. Can we approach boldness with, a, with an attitude of this is more about our relationship than it is about a, a character trait? Because I don't know about you, I have a lot of good character traits, but they sometimes desert me when I need them the most. But Jesus never deserts me. See, I'm a weak human being, and sometimes... I don't choose the right thing. Maybe you guys are different, but sometimes I don't choose the right thing. And people think I'm a strong individual and that I have this, all this kind of good character points. But I guess I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm just a man trying to follow Jesus. So when I pray for boldness, I start by praying for more of him. Because I believe boldness will come from that. 